0: Welcome to Wrestling With God Show, the podcast where we grapple with big questions about faith, religion, and life. I'm Irish McMahon, and I'm here with my fun-loving friend and Irish Catholic priest, Father Len McMillan. Yo, Father Len. Hey, Irish. So we're recording this, uh, just for the listeners to know, we're recording this during the Christmas season. And the other day, you were telling me about kind of a wild Christmas myth that's floating around. Uh, I believe a mother in our church asked you about it because her son seems to actually be buying into it. So this notion suggests that Christmas, the celebration of Christ's birthday, actually began as a pagan party with some serious drinking and debauchery, having nothing to do with Jesus or religion. So Father Len, tell us, what is this about? And where did it come from?
1: So, yeah, that it seems to be a big thing now for, I don't know, some year olds to be poo-pooing religion saying Christmas was from the pagans. But in truth, first, when was Christ born? Nobody really knows for sure on what date Christ was born. Given the story, it seems to be during Passover and during the lambing season. But even like birthdays themselves, that's a new phenomenon for us to remember people's birthday. Really? Usually, yeah. And it's just, usually you just remember your names day. So on the feast of St. Irish, we would remember yours on the feast of St. Leonard would remember mine. If you're super wealthy, you might know the date that you're born. But most people, they didn't, especially if they're poor. They're, you know, most of humanity was illiterate. They didn't have calendars. And even, it's kind of surprising me, but one of our priests, Dot Vu, who comes from Vietnam, he doesn't know what day he was born.
0: Um, wow. It could have been, I, I get uh, what you're saying. Way back when, they probably really didn't have any means of keeping records or they didn't have calendars. That mean, it, it's uh, it, in...
1: Well, also with him, because he went through a, a relocation camp, they changed the, his date. Oh. Uh, so my point being is that, wow, I was kind of surprised. But then I learned remembering people's actual birthday was a rare phenomenon.
0: Well, now, so, I don't know how this happened, and I don't mean to you know derail you too much here, but I find it interesting that women... If you forget their birthday, you are in huge big trouble. I don't know when that whole thing started that you know birthdays became such a big deal with women and particularly my wife. I can forget almost anything else, but if I forget her birthday for some reason, i am I'm in tough shape.
1: well, thank God she's not living in the seventeenth century <laughs> he, I'm sure if you said that to her, she'd feel so much better yeah. so.
0: <laughs> anyway back to. Back, back to the to, to the beginnings of the Christmas celebration, Father. Len. So the
1: actual date that Christ was born, we're not 100% sure of. Now, we do have a record from two, 202 from Hippolytus, a saint, who writes that Christmas was celebrated on December 25th. So that's very early reference. And then in 221, Julius our Africanus, he wrote that Christ was conceived on March 25th, and then nine months later was born on December 25th. And I I, I love that because March 25th was both the vernal equinox, but also it's the Jewish date that God created the world. So March 25th is when God created the world and also when God recreates the world through the conception of Christ. So I just, I love the poetry. So there's proof that Christmas was always celebrated, but, so that was always celebrated, but not necessarily on December 25th. So the date finally actually gets settled that Christmas is on December 25th in 336. So what the kid was saying to his mother is that really Christmas was this pagan celebration, the Saturnalias. And so like,
0: but wait, wait, what is the Saturnalia? What do you mean? Oh, the Saturnalia!
1: it was this pagan celebration. And just that whole argument, it became popular because of this comedy show, The Big Bang Theory, which I like, but they did this whole thing on Christmas is just this pagan celebration. This is probably where they got the argument that Christmas is a pagan celebration. However, let's be clear. It was a funny show, however... Hollywood is not known for its intellectual honesty, <laughs> nor, no, nor its uh,
0: reliance on facts. Oh,
1: you know, I actually lived in L.A., and I was just telling my staff, the one, if you want to go out of business quick, open a bookstore in L.A. Nobody reads. Um <laughs> all these, it's really kind of a crazy, history, reading, they're not really interested in. But the Romans did celebrate this huge festival in December called the Saturnelius. It celebrates the god Saturn, except that was celebrated on December 17th. And it was mostly in people's family homes. And they'd play this role reversal where the master of the house, the patron of the house, he would play a slave and the slave would play the master. And this was pretty provocative for Roman uh, society sense, status and position meant everything. The Romans celebrated it for days and they'd take their white togas and replace them with these outlandish colorful ones. And then there was a lot of drunkenness and arguing about philosophy. So just like today, drunks love to argue Greek philosophy. <laughs> so the other thing is that, It was the Saturnalia was celebrated in different ways, in different parts of the empire, and it would change from decade to decade. So it's a stretch to say that Christians invented Christmas to enjoy the Saturnalia because Christians wouldn't want to take part of it. Christians would have avoided all celebrations of worshiping pagan gods because think about this. At this time, for the first 300 years of our religion, we are a persecuted religion. The Romans would have literally been killing thousands of Christians because they didn't want to fit into Roman culture. So early Christians rather die than worship pagan gods. So the son who said Christmas is a pagan celebration in origin, not only does he not have any evidence for his belief, but... There's no history there either. Christians wouldn't have wanted to. And besides, Christmas is on December 25th. They celebrated the Saturnalius on December 17th. What happens later, uh, the Romans would celebrate this feast called the Feast of the Unconquerable Sun, Solus Invictus. And they celebrate with a lot of, you know, once again, debauchery, drunkenness. And some people say, well, Christians created Christmas as a counter celebration to Solus Invictus. So Solus Invictus became kind of the last day of the Saturnelius, except it worshiped a different God. And so, yeah, maybe Christians did choose the date as a counter protest, but that's not really the evidence. The problem is that the Emperor Aurelian didn't declare the pagan feast of Solus Invictus until 274. That's long after Christians have been celebrating Christmas on December 25th. So remember once again, this is the time during the persecutions where Christians are being slaughtered in horrible way, flayed alive, set on fire, because they didn't want to fit into Roman society. So you know, the atheists who say, oh, it's Saturnalia or Solus Invictus, they have it backwards. The pagan emperor picked december 25th to try and romanize the christians to sway them back to the roman culture you know come enjoy the party and debauchery with us because christianity was spreading throughout the empire and it was an attempt to declare Solus and Victus as a way of swaying them back to stop the spread of christianity so really there's three possibilities why Christmas is celebrated on December 25th. First, because maybe Christ was actually born on that date, and it's independent of anything in the Roman culture or parties. Secondly, December 25th might have been picked as a protest against Solus Invictus, just to evangelize the pagans. Even St. Augustine says how fitting it is that people can make two different choices on December 25th. You can choose to follow the way of Christ, of self-sacrificing love, or Saturn, a God who killed his own children. But St. Augustine is not saying that that's why December 25th was chosen. Or the third option is that the pagan feast, Solus Invictus, was put on December 25th, as a way of swaying the Christians out of Christianity based on the evidence. Number three is the most, has the most evidence. So atheists who say, well, I only work by evidence. I find they only work by the evidence they want to look at because the evidence would go the other way. And we Christians would say it really doesn't matter because the point, the real point doesn't matter what date Christ was born. Uh, when God chose to become a human being. What matters is that we're inspired to follow the God that became a human being. The date really doesn't matter. And we don't celebrate, as Catholics, historical events. They may be pinned in history. But we celebrate an ongoing reality, that Christ is among us. So making these unproven statements that Christmas is pagan in origin is really just another meaningless insult that produces more bitterness than light. And you even have this uh, thing that Jesus never existed. A lot of atheists like to say that too. But here's the thing. You can say Jesus never existed, but there's this one very famous atheist professor who addressed this convention of atheists and he demanded please stop this nonsense of saying that Jesus never existed. It makes us look ignorant. He's, and he said, there's more secular historical resources that prove that Jesus did exist. There's more proof that Jesus existed than Julius Caesar existed. There's actually even more evidence that John the Baptist existed, more writing. So, the only point is that there 's these examples of these silly made up arguments to dismiss Christianity, but they 're just silly but I would like to say this that doesn 't mean all atheists are because there 's this one Facebook post from a very famous atheist who drew the ire of his fellow atheists, and I think it 's a great way to end this discussion in a beautiful way because He writes this, and this is from his Facebook post. He says, The God of Christmas is not a God of wrath, judgment, sin, punishment, or vengeance. He is a God of love who wants the best for people and gives himself to bring peace, joy, and redemption. That's a great image of a divine being. This is not a God who is waiting for you to die so he can send you to eternal punishment. It is a God who is... Concern for you and your world, who wants to solve your problems, heal your wounds, remove your pain, bring joy, peace, happiness, healing, and wholeness. We can't keep that image with us all the time. Can't we affirm that the view of ultimate reality of 52 weeks a year instead of just a few? And he says, I myself don't believe in God, but if I did, I would want a God who I would defend, promote and proclaim, you know, and he says enough uh, war, enough starvation, enough epidemics, enough pain, enough misery, enough abject loneliness, enough of violence and hatred and narcissism, self aggrandizement and suffering of every kind. Give me the God of Christmas, the God of love, the God of an innocent child in the manger who comes to bring salvation and wholeness to the whole world the way it was always meant to be. Now, I, I just love the fact that he's an atheist and he talks about what Christmas, what Christmas really does bring. We well, you know, f- don't
0: believe in f- God, but he believes in the effects of Christmas. Well, speaking of the effects, I mean, there's kind of an irony here to me. Ironically, I see atheists and agnostics that I know uh, actually participate in the celebration of Christmas or the Christmas season and sharing a sense of joy and love and appreciation for their friends and family and even community and hospitality. And and many of them even will wish each other a Merry Christmas, even though they don't believe in God or whatever. They somehow, the spirit of the season, the spirit of God, has been captured in them for that period of time. It's kind of wild. And it's something that you've said to me over time, is that in the end, God will get his way. And whether they really you know, I don't know whether they fully even understand the spirit that that seems to uh be a part of them and envelop them during the season, but it is the spirit of God for sure, in their actions and and, and it's really yeah, I interesting. Agree.
1: So in one sense, even the atheists are saying yes to the God of love. Yep. You know yeah. it's it's amazing. They like the guy admits he doesn't believe in God, but he does like the the. He wants to even promote the idea of a God of love because of the just and peace and free from greed. So, yeah, he is saying yes to
0: God. He certainly is, and and you know, he's saying yes to why God uh, became a human being, why God came here to show us the way, to show us love. To
1: yeah, I, I should correct that. He didn't. See, I. I they don't say yes to God, but they say yes to the God that we believe in.
0: Well, the they spirit of God yeah. is what I I think that they're saying I mean. yes to. Uh, I mean, it's and it's it's really kind of cool. It's kind of amazing, even for that moment, you know, or that or those few days and weeks in the year, the spirit of God is with them.
1: You know, the funny part I was just thinking I should have said this to the mother <laughs> <laughs> when he said, "Well, it's a pagan celebration of Saturnalia." I, I'm kind of mean because I said, great, I don't have to give you a gift then.
0: <laughs> you go drink. <laughs> well, you know, that's the other thing that's so funny about this whole thing. When you, uh, you're talking about, you know, did, uh, th- did the Romans or the pagans, the non-religious try to hijack or pull people away from Christmas, the Christmas spirit and all that kind of stuff with their own celebration, partying, debauchery, and even now there's that kind of tussle there's that tug of war because christmas to many people is a, just a big party i mean it's a lot of drinking and and it's a, it's an excuse for a party so it's still going on even today i mean even it's just it's kind of amazing no, i mean nothing has really changed some people really do get caught up in the spirit of God, whether they're religious or not. And others are still maybe not consciously trying to hijack Christmas, but Christmas becomes this excuse for a giant party and lots of drinking and, you know, whatever.
1: That is actually kind of, yeah. Some people unconsciously choose the pagan celebration. Yep. And some atheists unconsciously choose Christmas for what it stands for.
0: Exactly, yeah, that it's, is it, interesting. It, it really is interesting. Well, Father Len, I, I think that was a, a kind of a fun conversation, I think, that will inspire a lot of thought in our listeners. And actually, we welcome your comments and questions about this episode or any of our episodes. It's easy to get those to us. You just head over to our website, which is www.gshow.com. That's www.gshow.com. And click on the questions button. You'll see a little questions button there. If you're enjoying the Wrestling With God show, and we sure hope that you are, please share your favorite episodes with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review the Wrestling With God show at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help people discover us. And we hope you'll join us next time as we continue our journey climbing the mountain of life, searching for truth, meaning, purpose, and a sense of joy and love and community uh, in the Christmas season. Thanks for listening. See you next time.